Season 1, Episode 13. I'm Anthony Schulte, alongside my colleagues, Daniel Steer. Hello. Joe, Joe Hausler. What's up? Jacob Basico. Hello. And Cam McCormick. Hello. Today, let's start off with the Pistons playing some decent January basketball. Six and five on the month, including wins against the Spurs, Bucks, Magic, Jazz, Raptors, and Kings. That game last night, the Pistons closed the game on a 15 to one run within three minutes, the last three minutes of the game, to beat the Kings 133 to 131 on a tail end of a back-to-back. My guy Sadiq Bey led the way with 30 points on 10 of 18 shooting, and Kelly Olynyk made his long-awaited return after missing 33 games with a left knee sprain. He had 22 points, nine rebounds, and five assists. The Pistons have been playing a great brand of basketball for the most part lately. What do y'all think about that? I think getting Olynyk back was was, I mean, it was good for the Pistons because he was a he was a point per minute scorer yesterday, and he had timely rebounds and timely assists. So I, I think that was a, a, I think that was really good for the Pistons. I definitely think for a team that's supposed to be quote unquote in the league, them being six and five is definitely. Um, you know, showing people that, you know, Pistons aren't all bad, but. Future's bright. It is. Joe? Yeah, it's good to see the, the younger players step up. I mm-hmm. mean, Sadiq Bey, probably one of your, at least, you know, the floor for him would be a role player going forward, you know, oh, yeah. Cade being your star. Mm-hmm. It's good to see the young players contribute. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of Cade, he did get that technical for pointing yesterday, which, I mean, the, the Pistons had a lot of foul trouble yesterday, so. I think they need to clean that up. I mean, it is due to lack of experience because they, they are a very young team. But going forward, they do need to clean up the fouls. I mean, but yet they still come back with a 11-0 run in the final to just hit a last uh, minute 25.9 seconds left to win the game, 133 to 131. That's just impressive. Yeah, and it gets, it's a, t- a Kings team, too, that's been playing really good basketball lately. We've had a win, a win against the Jazz, who are third seed in the West. They're a perennial contender. And the Bucks are the former champions. We beat the Bucks fully healthy, their entire lineup, their contending lineup, and we beat them single-handedly. And also a, s- a stat that I like is when we have won all six games we have won, Sadiq Bey has scored over 23 points. And our wins against the Bucks, the Kings, and the Magic – or the Bucks, the Kings, and the Spurs, or the Bucks, the Kings, and the Spurs. My bad. Bucks and Kings and Spurs. He's all scored over 30 points. So those like big games against big teams. Sadiq Bay's scoring a lot. That's what I've noticed a lot. Do you think moving forward that they would keep Bay, or do you think they will uh, trade him? It depends on the offer. Really, in my opinion, it depends on the offer. Sadiq offers like that really good like wing pairing with like a Hamidou Diallo or a K Cunningham and. I just uh, I think I think Sadiq has his place on this team, but he also has his place in the trade package. So it really just it really just depends on what Troy Weaver can get for Sadiq Bay. What offer would you like consider a really good offer for Bay? A really good offer for Bay is like a better Bay, a really good wing that can drive. He can play defense. He can shoot. If I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I would I would have not I wouldn't have minded like a Cam Reddish type deal if we could get a first and maybe a Kongu with it too. But um, just like that thing that you can uh, from any team in the NBA. Speaking of trades, Jeremy Jeremy Grant has uh, has had a lot of trade rumors. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best fit for him? What I thought, best fit for Jeremy Grant? Uh, Bulls or Lakers? Lakers need a score other than LeBron, and Jeremy Grant is that score. He'll chuck up a lot of shots, but he'll get you twenty to twenty-five points every single night. And I also think the Bulls are a good fit. They need more of a better four other than uh, Paul Patrick Williams. And I just I feel like Jeremy Grant would fit in either the Bulls or the Lakers. And then uh, moving on, f- 
from the Pistons to our NBA marquee matchup of the weekend, this upcoming weekend. We got Lakers and Jazz Sunday. Lakers having that drama with Russell Westbrook recently, and the Jazz have Donovan Mitchell in concussion protocol right now. Who do you all think is going to win this game, Lakers and Jazz? I think the Lakers are going to take this one. Uh, they're just always solid team, especially with LeBron, and I think he's going to carry his team on the back and hopefully get the win over the Jazz. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. There's no doubt. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be no Donovan Mitchell. He's the Jazz's best scorer. He's he's that what makes that he's what make that he's what makes that team go. Mm-hmm. So I, I got LeBron and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Lakers too. I'm Donovan Mitchell is real important to the Jazz. And they're probably like you said, is his best scorer. I mean, Rudy Gobert is probably the best defensive player in the league, if not one of them. But he's not gonna be you know carry your offense. So I, I got the Lakers. I'm definitely going to have to go with the Lakers, too. Um, just with them having LeBron, I definitely think it's going to be a good game. I feel like I feel like the Lakers could pull it out, but I also feel like the Jazz have a, have a, a fighting chance. Anybody has a fighting chance against this Lakers team. It just depends on what Frank Vogel can toss onto the court. Either they play really well or they play extremely bad, and any team can beat them. The Kings beat them twice this year. So, I mean, it's really a toss-up. I mean, I'm going to go with the Lakers just because I think LeBron's really getting this ship together. They're winning the past couple games, and I feel like um, – uh, I feel like LeBron can really uh, carry them over this uh, Jazz team that's a bit wounded right now. How, how do you guys feel about Vogel benching Westbrook, and he says he wants winning players on the court? I feel like I feel like it's kind of uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny because Westbrook's always been known as like he carried the Thunder to the playoffs, he helped Durant get to the playoffs, and now he's viewed as this player that's just like can't score. He's been very very cold recently, so much so that the Kings even put on their jumbotron the ice cold player of the game being Russell Westbrook, and after every single miss, they played the song Cold as Ice, which is just hilarious That's to me. brutal. But, I, f- I mean, I feel like Russell Westbrook needed to be benched. I feel like it might be, like, more of a wake-up call for him. Just be like, okay, I really need to get out of my head. Social media, I need to get off social media because I'm sure he's on there looking at, that, at what everybody's saying on Twitter. And I, just, I feel like it's kind of a wake-up call, and I feel like he's going to come back to his normal self re- uh, in the near future. Yeah, I, honestly, he's a good player. He's always he's like a sideman to LeBron, and I think benching him really wakes him up and makes him become that beast inside him that can win all these games that they need to make to the finals. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think Westbrook's a good player, but I don't think he's the best fit in LA. I don't think they ever should have, you know, gave up as much as they did for our, uh, Westbrook because when he was at his best, he was, you know, the primary player on his team. You know, he was able to, you know, control the offense how he wanted to play. And now that he's back to, you know, second star like he was in uh, Oklahoma City behind Kevin Durant when he was with, you know, Harden and Houston, um, I don't think he excels like that. And I don't think it's what the the Lakers needed. He isn't really a great three-point shooter, and that's what they needed kind of coming into the season. So Mm -hmm. I I don't think uh, the, the ceiling's really high for him in L.A. And yeah. I feel, oh, oh, yeah, I definitely think that um, when you think, you know, you can't get ahead of yourself, so I definitely think that benching him um, just tells, it's like you said, it's like a wake-up call for mm-hmm. him to think about, you know, what's going on, what do I need to do better, because, um, you know, when you get benched, it really makes you think about um, the things that you can do better. Yeah, and I feel like um, with uh, this this whole trade that they made, they sent Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and two firsts for Russell Westbrook. 
that's a lot of assets you're losing. And that that, that, that kind of made him a more well-rounded. you got Kyle Kuzma, who's been playing wonderful recently. Montrez Harrell is a solid bench piece for him. And Contavia Colopope was a solid starter for them. And he could make, nail the three. He could drive. He could score. He could do everything. And um, I feel like they, the Lakers really, really lost that trade. And it's really showing this season because the Lakers, they were an eight seed last season, but they were still winning games. The games they should be winning, they were winning. And this season, you don't know when they're going to win or they're going to lose. It's really a toss-up. It's whether LeBron's going to really carry them over the top or whether the teammates are around LeBron are really going to show up and they're actually going to play to their full strength. When Russell Westbrook plays like Russell Westbrook, they're winning. When Anthony Davis is on the court, Anthony Davis is, is playing well, and he's playing the way Anthony Davis plays, and he's making his shots, they're winning. LeBron's averaging over 30 the past, in, in this entire month. He's been playing wonderful recently. So I just feel like it's, it's the role players that they lost that they're, that's really hurting them right now. They don't have those, those role players around. They have the 2014 All-Star team retirement home on their roster right now. Yeah, and I think a, a big thing for Kyle Kuzma was getting away from L.A., you know? Yep. You know, big market, you're under the lights, you're under the pressure, and playing with LeBron is also, you know, a big deal. So for him, kind of, you know, to take a step back and just focus on playing basketball, it, it helps. And a small market team like Washington, Washington, D.C., that really helps too because, like, all every everybody focuses on the Lakers. All those Internet trolls, everybody on the Internet focuses on the Lakers. So when Kyle Kuzma had a bad game, Everybody let him know he had a bad game. Yeah. And now he has a bad game. It's kind of swept under the rug. But if he has a good game, hey, Bleacher Report's tweeting out about it. Kyle Kuzma went off again. Like. Yeah, like I said, you know, small market, you're able to focus on playing basketball more. Mm-hmm. And improving your skills. So um, I want to talk about who who do you guys think is the main contender? Like, who would you guys pick to win it all this season over the, the rest of the league? Who would you all pick as the main contender for the season of the NBA? I think the the Suns are a good option. They they have star players and a good mix of very good depth players, you know. They can beat you with your bench and I would look towards the East to Milwaukee. Um I I think the Bulls are a good team, but I'm questioning if they have that dude who can, you know, carry you in the playoffs. I like DeMar, but I don't think he's going to, you know, be like a Giannis in the playoffs. I mean, and with what's going on in in Brooklyn, I don't think I'm ready to call them a contender and they can, you know, settle down whatever's happening over there with you know Kyrie Irving James Harden trade rumors yeah if they if you know Brooklyn's playing their best and you know they have no other distractions I would go with Brooklyn but until they can you know right that ship I got Milwaukee coming out of the east again I think Giannis is a very good playoff player you know he shows up and he's got good pieces around him in Holiday and Middleton Mm -hmm. and he's a dominant force as well yeah I'm kind of looking at like a fully healthy Warriors team with with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, the Splash Brothers back. Uh, they, they have so much experience together. They have so much experience in the playoffs. I think they could absolutely make uh, a deep playoff run, run with the Wiseman. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the Warriors in the West and in the East. I, I don't trust the Nets without Kyrie at home. Um, may, uh, maybe like a sleeper, maybe like the Sitzers, they're the five seed right now. Joel Embiid uh, just had a fifty point game last night, so I think he could carry I, I think Embiid, if Embiid can stay healthy, I f- believe he can he can carry the Sitzers. I feel like if the Sixers get to actually trade Ben Simmons and they get something, because right now they have an All Star just sitting at home watching their games, they need to get Joel Embiid some help. Clearly, Joel Embiid's put this team in the city on his back, 
And they just, I, th- I feel like or- the organization owes it to Joel and B to find, you know what, we turned down so many amazing offers. We turned down so many great trades because we want a LeBron James type player for Ben Simmons. Like they should really realize, okay, Ben Simmons really isn't that great of a shooter. So nobody really wants him to play that four because there's a lot of stretch fours playing in the NBA now. And just take what, whatever offer they can get that they feel like could, is the maximum offer they can receive. I honestly think uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are doing really well in the West right now. However, they just lost to the Bucks, which I also think are going to be one of the final teams. I think that could have been a possible final matchup. For sure. And so seeing the Bucks take the win, 126 to 114, uh, I think the Bucks are going to go all the way and beat the Grizzlies in the final. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with the Bucks. Um, I definitely think it's a good playing team. But um, honestly, I'm not sure. But I'll definitely just have to wait it out and see. Uh, I got to go with, honestly, the Phoenix Suns. I kind of agree with Joe there. Um, I feel like the Phoenix, they play as a team. You know, they, they really, they have their, their three stars, and then they have a bunch of solid role players. Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. Off the bench, JaVale McGee's been a real bright spot this season. And I just feel like they play as a team. They've been playing as a team. And ever since that bubble, they kind of came together in Orlando, and they're like, look, we got something here. Let's play. They went undefeated in the bubble, and then ever since then, they've been contenders. And I feel like this is their year. I feel like there's not one real, like, this team is going to make it to the finals. I feel like like what Memphis, uh, the Suns, the Warriors, the Bucks, the Bulls, the Nets, they all have a chance to get there. Even the Sixers, if they could put something together, um, I feel like they'll have a chance to get there. But, I mean, I got to go with this. The Suns play as a team, and you, can see, you see teams win championships. The Suns were still kind of getting to know each other last year. That's why I give them kind of like a little bit of a pass. But this year, they're playing as a team. They're playing as one, and that's why I got to go with the Suns. All right, next up on the docket, we got some NFL playoff action this weekend. On Saturday, we got the 49ers and Packers and Bengals and Titans. And then on Sunday, we've got the Rams and the Buccaneers and the Bills and the Chiefs. I'm going to start with Joe because we know he's the big Buffalo guy here. Can I, I don't want everybody's predictions for the games this weekend. We're going to start off with Joe. Uh, what game do we want to start with? Uh, we'll go 49ers-Packers. Um, I, the 49ers are a good team. I don't think they should be mm-hmm. slept on. Um, very good defense. Uh, they run the ball well. They have some great weapons in Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. But the Packers at home, and especially this year, Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. Um, I think this is the best rendition of the Packers we've seen in years. Aaron, obviously, Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level, so I have to take the Packers, but I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the 49ers pull out an upset. I totally agree with that. Green Bay have been looking good all season despite the loss to the Lions on the last game day, but they did pull Aaron Rodgers at halftime. However, San Francisco with their good defense, I think they're going to upset Green Bay on Aaron Rodgers last year, most likely at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Niners. The, the Niners is just a bad, bad – this is who the Packers did not want to play. Um, the Niners run the ball really well. That is the Packers' uh, defense weak suit. And then the Niners play like a double-covered shell where they, they're not going to allow any deep throws downfield, and they're going to double-coverage Devontae Adams. So – Aaron Rodgers is going to have to look for someone else to, like, short passes. And they don't really have a t- uh, tight end because Tanya tore his ACL in the year. So, yeah, I got the Niners. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to go with um, the 49ers because the Packers, um, they look 
they seem to have kind of a weak defense compared to the 49ers with their offense who, um, you know, are good at running the ball. So I definitely think, you know, on a defense and offense standpoint, I'm definitely going to have to go with the Niners. Uh, I got the I got the 49ers. Or, yeah, I got the 49ers. Um, I just feel like the, the Packers are a very beatable team right now. They, this is their best best rendition of the Packers, but they're also very beatable, very susceptible, susceptible to a loss. So I got to go with the 49ers. Next up, let's switch it over to Sunday. We've got Bills Chiefs. We're starting with our Buffalo man right over there. All right, I so think we already know the answer to this one. Uh, this is my game. I think this game of the playoffs, you have probably the two mm-hmm. best quarterbacks in the AFC, and I see them, you know, being the best quarterbacks in the AFC for the next 10 years. Um, it's going to be an interesting game, Buffalo without. They're all pro cornerback in Tredavious White. But Kansas City's gotten really hot over the last 15 games this season. Their defense is, you know, uh, moving Chris Jones inside has been very good for them. Uh, I could see this game going either way, but I think I have Kansas City just because they're at home. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a good game without Tredavious White on Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's, you know, very good, very good wide receiver, and, you know, he can always back up with, you know, Travis Kelsey or, you know, some of his other weapons. Um, but I think it's going to also make come down to turnovers, who, you know, throws the most interceptions, who fumbles the ball. So I got Kansas City in a close one, but don't count out Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, yeah, I agree. I think Kansas City are going to take this win because they are at home. They did play earlier on in the season where the Bills won 38-20, but that was under the Bills' weather condition, which was very intense, and the Chiefs couldn't really go anywhere with that. And so, honestly, I'm going to agree with you, Joe. Don't count the Bills out, but I got the Chiefs winning at home. Arrowhead's going to be really cold, too. It's, I mean, Arrowhead in January is really cold, too. I have the Bills. I think they can exploit Sorensen. I, I love Tyron Matthew. I think he's a fantastic safety, but on the other side is Sorensen. So I think they can exploit Sorensen one way or another, and uh, I think they can outpass Kansas City. So I got the Bills. I know last week I went with the Bills. Um, you know, they had a good defense, but I'm definitely, since they're first in the Chiefs, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to have to go with the Chiefs. Um, I just really want to see Mahomes, um, you know, excel in the playoffs. Um, I'm definitely going to have to roll with the Chiefs. Um, I, it's it's a toss up for me again on this one. It could, it could go either way, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the Bills. I want the Bills to win. I want to see the Bills win, and I want to see them make it to the uh, to the conference championship. And I just feel like the Bulls or the Bulls the Bills are really gonna pull this one out here. All right, next game we've got we're gonna go back to Saturday. Bengals Titans Saturday AFC Divisional. All right, so a big thing, and I would say the main thing going into this game is the question mark of will Derrick Henry play. And yesterday mm-hmm. he was playing in practice with contact, which is, you know, a good sign. So what I have to say, if Derrick Henry plays, I would have to favor the Titans. It's really hard, especially in playoff football, to stop a team that's very good at running. And Ryan Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. He can, you know, good game manager. He can make some passes. But if Derrick Henry um, isn't, able to play or is on limited snaps i can't trust ryan Tannehill to win a game a playoff game especially by himself and especially against a white hot can or Bengals team so it once again it all comes down to is derrick henry playing mm-hmm. yeah i totally agree if if derrick henry is playing they're gonna literally run over the Bengals. uh however i think joe burrow is not gonna want to go out this early out even though he got his first win he said in his uh conference in his uh post-game interview that he's just that's not 
enough for him, and he wants to really win the game. I got the Titans. I think the defensive line is going to get after Burrow, so I got the Titans. Um, I know the Bengals definitely have um, some good receivers going on, but compared to the Titans, um, their rushing offense, I'm definitely have to go with the Titans. Um, it, I'm going to agree with Joe. It really just depends on Derrick Henry's going to play. I think they're going to try. I think they're going to try and save Derrick Henry for the next week, even though that might not be smart. But I don't think pushing him back too soon is really going to be helpful for the long term. So I got to go Bengals. The Bengals are hot right now. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. So that's where I got to go. I think. Lastly, we got Rams Bucks. Uh, this is going to be another really good matchup. Uh, obviously, the Rams playing really good football, really good defensive football. But I think it's uh, unwise to go against Tom Brady, especially when he's home. I'm going to go with the Bucks simply to the fact that uh, Tom Brady's at home and he's going to able to distribute the ball really well. I'm a big Detroit Lions fan, so I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. They've been playing all good, especially with uh, OBJ as their wide receiver. And it looked like in the Cardinals game they double-covered a cup, and dang, did OBJ pop off. Uh, I got the Rams as long as Matthew Stafford doesn't turn the ball over. I think it's all going to come down to, to turnovers. So if Matthew Stafford throws more than two picks, I got the Bucks. I definitely have to go with. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Rams, um, just because um, I definitely think their offense is going to put up a fight. I got to never count out Tom Brady. Big Tom Brady fan. I'm going with the Bucks. Unfortunately, though, that is all the time we have for today's installment of Sweet Seats. Tune in Tuesday next week for a recap of this weekend's playoff action, as we just discussed, with host Daniel Babcock. For Daniel Steer, Joe Hausler, Jacob Bazico, and Cam McCormick, I'm Anthony Schulte. So long, and have a wonderful weekend, folks.